On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the draft is in the books. The 76ers, as predicted, did not use the pick to keep the player. They made a move to get a veteran. We'll discuss it. It was break it down. Why Thursday night was a good start to the offseason for the 76ers right here next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer.com live from new york site of the 2022 nba draft keith what's going on man the day after what's popping d how you been bro you well doing all right man uh thrilled to uh see them do something last night and we'll talk about uh the player that they acquired but before we do we want to thank everybody for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day and remember locked on 76 is free and available on all platforms including youtube right here locked on 76ers well the 76ers did not keep the pick they selected david roddy i think that's how you say it from colorado state to in a move that will send him to memphis for d'anthony melton and in there they send the 10 million dollar uh player contract of danny green uh, they had the option of picking up his team option uh, at the end of the month, right, Keith? It was the end of the month. July first, uh, yeah. July first for mm-hmm. Danny Green, and they sent Green and Roddy to the Memphis Grizzlies for DeAnthony Melton, a four-year player uh, from USC, drafted by the Houston Rockets. Did not play for them. Well, I don't think it was more. It was Phoenix. He played for them in the preseason. Phoenix, uh, year one, and then the last three with the Memphis Grizzlies. So, uh, Keith, uh, I, I thought they did well last night to to kick off the off season yeah they did they, i mean yeah they did well i mean when you look at it you you talk about the things that they needed to do and we and we talked about this a while ago like you got to bring in a player who can help you now a player with toughness a versatile wing you know now he's a a, a combo guard he could play the one and the two so i felt like yes that was good he brings that toughness a lot of people say he got that grind grit and grind type of toughness and that's what the team needs um also you know danny green you know danny green was the one guy on the roster that wasn't going to help him at all next year um you know he's he he tore his mcl i mean his lcl and acl in his left knee in the last game of the season the playoff game so he's probably going to be out most if not all of the season um so that probably just would have been you know, a waste and they probably would have waived them. They wouldn't be able to get that money back. So the deal is what I mean by get that money back for the cap space and all that stuff. So the deal is you had to go out there and you had to go out and get someone and bring them in. And that's going to help you is going to be able to play. And they got rid of that, uh, the 2.5 million that they were going to have to use on that number 23 pick. So I think overall it was a great, a great move. Yeah, I look at the player and DeAnthony Melton, and they don't have it on their roster uh, before they make this move. So as far as the, as a backup, 
And, and that's why I thought it was important because the goal for me, uh, when we talk about third stars, we would hear, you know, all these conversations about a third star and a big name coming in. Not to say that that won't happen because that still quite possibly uh, could be the case. But uh, for me, it, it was about this offseason building up a, a, a team, a, a roster uh, that has some depth to it and players that can play in deep postseason play. And we know that De'Anthony Melton playing with the Memphis Grizzlies, he's had some good, he's had a lot of run playing over 22 minutes a game, a lot of missed time for John Morant. And when he was out there, he and Tyus Jones, I'll even talk about Tyus Jones being there uh, as, as backup guards. They were able to do some really good things when Melton was in the game. He, his, his year per points per game average every year has gone up from his rookie season to year number four with the Memphis Grizzlies up to 10 point, 10 point, uh, eight points per game this past season. And, and that's somebody that I think you can count on off the bench consistently. He's, he's an improved three-point shooter, shoots the ball well. It doesn't look great, but it goes in. And he can also put the ball on the floor with that shot creation uh, when, when the defender may be closing at him, uh, running him off the three-point line. Defensively, he can, he can really pick up both guard positions and in a pinch, you can also throw him on, and so we'll talk about the Atlantic Division in particular. You can put him on sometimes. You can put him on Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, and while he does lack in height, he doesn't. He you know he doesn't lack in toughness, and he doesn't lack in want to. That effort is there, similar to the conversations that we talk about with PJ Tucker as a six four power forward, right? And and we know that what he does though is ultra mm -hmm. important. For the team so i i do look at d'anthony melton and i i think he he brings a lot of that i i look at uh if he's on the floor let's say with harden or maxi not both but one of them that, that that's a nice backcourt because he's the one that's going to pick up that other guard and he he will fight he he is tough he can run a team when he is out there he can play off the ball when he's out there and he has playoff experience playing with that memphis team the last two seasons so I thought it was a really good pickup and at eight, eight million dollars uh, for this season and the final year uh, of the contract would not be guaranteed until until July 3rd of 2023. 1.5 million is all they would owe him. I, I thought it was a good look to decide to go out there and do that. You get better defensively uh, because you add him. Uh, he doesn't shoot the ball like Danny Green, where he's known to have that, but he gets his 10 points in another way. So. Overall, I thought a solid, solid move to start off the offseason for Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, and the 76ers. So uh, I, I like the player. And by the way, he's 24. He won't turn, turn 25 until next May. So you still get another young player, athletic too, to come in and, and bring something to this basketball team. On the other side, we'll talk about a report that Keith had pre-draft, uh, right around about an, two hours before the draft, where Eric Gordon was still a, a big hot topic for the 76ers and their brass and trying to acquire him. And the name that was also brought up once again, Matisse Thibel. No Gordon, Matisse Thibel still here. Why? That's still important for the 76ers as we move forward for the remainder of the offseason. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But as we talk about basketball, we got to tell you about basketball and video game form with arcade one up and i i tell you i i look at this game and and i had fun as a kid playing this game the nba jam and if you remember every time you would get a, a crazy dunk whether it was a, a 360 
or some backflip or front flip, the announcer would always say, boom shakalaka, right? You all remember it. Well, we have big news. The one and only NBA Jam is back. Arcade one up the leader at, in at-home retro arcade games is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a, wait for it, Shaq Edition machine. What's bigger than Shaq? Well, maybe Yao Ming, but Shaq Edition machine. And me as, again, as a kid playing with my dad, my brother, and my friends, whenever we had an opportunity to do so, having the game in the in, for the console in the house. Well, this is a little bit different, playing with the, with the big machine. And people are obsessed with NBA Jam. You know retro is in right now, and, and that's why this game is still uh, one of the – one of the games that's on the tip of a lot of people's tongue, uh, being able to play it yet again. And I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Whatever team you like to play with, it will be available. Jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire. You all remember it. You get hot, the ball's on fire. You love it. And one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Just hoops. Compete with friends and family like I did through all new, different now, Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's ArcadeOneUp.com for an estimated early ship in September. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at $399. That's it, $399. So check it out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked on listener. So enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got to July 8th to enter to win NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Invite us over, invite us over so we can play as well. Who are you going to play with? Well, I would say me and Keith. So you give us an invite. We'll come over and play the video game with you. And, uh, you know, go back to the retro with the NBA Jam. And welcome back. And make sure you uh, guys do it today. Do it today. First listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game during the season. And now when we have the offseason getting underway, Analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, your report pre-draft was the Sixers were heavy in on trying to acquire Eric Gordon, the 23rd overall pick, possibly part of that package, Matisse Thibel, and maybe even a three-way trade. They tried to maybe look to execute on Thursday night to acquire the veteran sharpshooter from the Houston Rockets. Well, did not happen. Matisse Thibel was still here at this time. So, Keith, what do you? what's your best projection of to – of what is to what we look to look forward to going forward in the next coming week with the free agency underway and why Eric Gordon is not a sixer and why Matisse Thibel is still a sixer. Yeah, I mean, well, this report, I, I think it was more just for uh, it was a, they, the Sixers wanted a three way deal. And it, I don't believe it had anything to do with the, the draft pick. Now, the draft pick could have helped out, but I, I think the, that other thing was, you know, Melton and Danny Green and, and all that you know, was probably in place, right? But I, I think with, with as far as Matisse right now, this was one of those things where they wanted to get rid of Matisse so they can facilitate something. 
to get Eric Gordon in. The problem, the reason why it didn't work in that there were certain teams who wanted Matisse, but they didn't want to be a part of a three-team deal. They didn't. I mean, the Portland Trailblazers basically was like, come on, give them to us. We'll take them. But they did not want to be a part of a three-team deal. They didn't want to do it. Help. They just wanted to, like, basically do a straight-up deal with the Sixers. Now, the Sixers, so that's telling me the Sixers didn't have enough assets able to go out there and get and and, and get um, uh, Eric Gordon by themselves. So from what I hear is that the Sixers, Daryl Morey, still wants Eric Gordon. He still does. And he's going to continue to try. So the thing is, you look at it, you know, if whether it's Tobias, whether it's uh, um, uh, Matisse, whether it's like Furkan, whomever, it's going to be someone that they're going to try to move to get this guy. Now, the thing is, they tried hard yesterday and it didn't work out. My thing is, my question is, like, how do you keep having a guy like Matisse who's been on the chopping block basically after a year after he was drafted. I mean, at first it was one of those things with Kyle Lowry. Oh, we don't want to get rid of him, but his name was floating around. Right. And then you, we, we go to last year, last year's trade, this year's trade deadline where, you know, he was deemed the untouchable, but he was still, his name came up before that. It was like, they were trying to trade him to Houston for James Harden. Right. And that didn't go through. So now this one, uh, they were trying to trade him to Portland for a three-team deal and other teams. That didn't go through. So after a while, when is this guy going to be like, there's no loyalty here? I know it's a business, but like, yo, like I'm trying to work hard on my game. I'm trying why, to why, why, why are they soured on him where, as you said, tr- you know, your words, trying to move him? Why are they aggressively trying to move him? I think – there's two things. I think that some, I think maybe, you know, I, I think they're getting impatient a little bit with his offensive development. Secondly, when you look at it, you yeah, that's you too. But, you know, secondly, when you look at it, you know, they don't really have any trade assets. They don't. I mean, you have uh, Matisse, I mean, you have Maxi, but you ain't, you ain't trying to get rid of Maxi, right? Harris, Harris, you know, Harris but, but Harris's contract, yeah, too much money. So then you have Matisse. And then, like, the thing is, Matisse is a good trade asset because, you know, you look at this guy and you say he's a heck of a defender, two-time All-NBA second-teamer. Now, I will acquire him in the trade. He's heading into his final year of his rookie deal. So I'm going to basically give him a tryout. If he performs well, I'm going to pay him. If he doesn't perform well, then he can walk, Right. So I think that has a lot to do with it, why teams are so much interested in them, because they have to decide what they want to do. I mean, after a year, they get a chance to decide. So, you know what, it it will be a great deal, but the 76ers want Eric Gordon, and they want, like, a a third team to help, and some teams just don't want to help. They just want to do a straight-up deal for for Matisse Seibel. Well, we'll see how it all plays out again. The the NBA calendar basically getting underway on Thursday night with the draft. Next up, uh, free agency, which is now six days away on June 30th, 6 p.m., where teams can actually start to get into it with players and their representation. 
see where things go from there. And we'll get into that next because there were some names, one particular big name. When we talk about third stars, one particular big name came up yesterday on Thursday before the draft where uh, maybe a sign and trade, uh, if, if it were to happen, he wouldn't mind having the 76ers on his preferred list. We'll tell you who that is on the other side right here on Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all your latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on your favorite sports and events including mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions bet online where the game starts and i'm telling y'all do it today people definitely do it today absolutely do it today Matisse Thibel, not gone. Eric Gordon, not here. So we'll still see what happens, what they do today, the 76ers, as they try to get ready for the start of free agency. And Keith, uh, when we speak about free agency, James Harden leaves Brooklyn and he was going to be a free agent like he potentially is because he has to opt in uh, to his contract or out of his $47.4 million deal on the 29th of this month. And same thing for Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, Keith just reports surface. I mean, never believed anything would happen who knows still i don't think anything would happen but uh, just for conversation's sake this is a 76ers podcast and his name popped up in a report from espn that if he were to leave brooklyn and uh, still be able to put together some sort of sign and trade with the brooklyn as to whatever team he would go to there was a list of six teams and one of them surprisingly for me on the back end of that report was the philadelphia 76ers now nobody has cap space of all the teams that he talked about. There would have to be a big player moved in that deal to acquire Kyrie Irving. If that was the case, uh, what did you make of that? And uh, because I thought it was a lot of leverage play and then the Durant part came later on, but I thought it was a leverage play. And then I'll go a step further as I talked about it during the entire draft special that I had on the fanatic last night. I wouldn't want him just because I can't trust him. Talented. We know can't trust him though. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, everything you said, um, like how I, you know, it was basically one of those things you list teams. I mean, there was three teams that, you know, there's no way in heck he's going to end up at. He's not going to end up here in Philly. He's not going to end up in Dallas. And he's definitely not going to go to Miami. Right. With that heat culture, so to speak. Right. They're not going to stand for that. Like I took it like, okay, I'm going to throw these names out. And even if he was serious about it, it's like the equivalent of me saying, in five minutes, I want to be in Dubai. In five minutes, I want to be in Dubai. It ain't happening, Keith. It's not happening. So, like, I can wish <laughs> that I can be in Dubai in five minutes, but it's not a reality. It's not happening. Maybe and, if you're in that Marvel universe, you could. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't I don't sense it that I don't feel like I don't feel like yeah he's not in that Marvel universe. I mean, no. here, here's the biggest thing. So. You know, and this was the joke last night at the draft because people were coming over talking about it. You know, James Harden couldn't get out of Brooklyn fast enough. And a lot of it stemmed from Kyrie. Kyrie. 
Yep, Kyrie. So now all of a sudden you got James Harden and you're gonna bring you're gonna bring Kyrie over here. No. You remember, you remember when and 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 I, this is I'm just saying this with fun. So I don't want anybody to think I'm talking about violence. But you remember when when the Washington Wizards years ago where guys was bringing guns to the locker room, <laughs> like they was about to get into it. Your like, bars, yo, bars you know, yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to check, you're gonna have to. You're gonna to have to have a metal de- detector before you get into the locker room because Jews are gonna go at it if those two are in there, right? Talking about talking about the Sixers. So, like, nah, you you can't you can't bring that situation in here. And we talked about it in, in a previous podcast, like how he missed more games than he played in, how he wanted out of Cleveland, he wanted out of Boston. Um, now he's in this situation in Brooklyn. Nah, you, you you can't do that. I agree. There's just no reason. Talent-wise, of course, uh, he, he, it's undeniable how good he is as a talent. But as far as a teammate, people like him. But is he trustworthy? We're talking about Matisse Thibault on a lower level. You're, you're, you're speaking some big money here with, with Kyrie Irving, and we don't even know if he can trust him to be there to play, not just because of the vaccine part, I, I still go back to a couple of seasons ago, actually last season, not not this past season, 20, 2021, where he just decided I'm, I'm just missing some time. I'm going to go take some time off. He took like two weeks off, I think it was. And then you see videos of him popping up at his sister's birthday party and stuff like that. You can still party for your sister's birthday during the season uh, on an off night or after a game. And you know those things, I just don't trust him. Uh, as a player so if i was making the decision uh, i think based on the intel that i would have it not to to bring in Kyrie irving i just can't do that so and then you bring in that part to you what you're saying about james harden where the, maybe some still leftover friction from what they had going on in brooklyn can't deal with it but listen man uh I, it looked like a, a fun night in, in brook in brooklyn for you uh for the draft you had the one thing go down with the trade for the anthony melton Danny Green going to Memphis, David Roddy, Colorado State draftee, also going to Memphis, DeAnthony Melton, 6'2 guard, coming to Philadelphia, a four-year player, and I think he will help. We both think he will help out. We have to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day, and of course on this Friday. Next week on Monday, we will start to preview a little bit of the free agent market and what the 76ers could do now that they made this deal. What does their cap situation look like? mid-level, biannual, veteran minimum, all those things, what they can do. We'll dive into that starting next Monday. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let people know, man. Like what my man said, wherever you get your, your, your podcast, you can subscribe to the Locked On 76ers podcast. Also, if you want to get this YouTube channel podcast, go to our YouTube channel, right? Locked on 76ers, where you see the Liberty Bell. You click on that and you'll become a subscriber. So I'm telling you do that today. From 6 to 10 in the evening, you can follow my man D on his show on 97.5, right? You can follow him there. And then with me, you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer at inquire.com. But do yourself also a favor to follow us on, on social media, especially Twitter. You can follow D at Divine G975. You can follow me at Pompey on Sixers. Keith, safe trip home, man. 
Good to talk to you. It's been a fun week leading up to the draft, and it gets a lot more interesting next week as well with the free agency tipping off next Thursday. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, bro, and good talking to you, man. And I thank y'all for listening.